in Aftermath Monday edition of the Broncos Blitz podcast. I am Danny Williams along with Bree Maestas. Bree, how are you? What a football weekend. I had fun. Uh, a couple of the games <laughs> went away that I was not anticipating. I feel like we both got uh, bamboozled by yeah, the Giants. No doubt about it. I took the bait. Yeah. Got hooked. I don't no. know how, what I was thinking. I don't know either. You look back and you're like, eh, what was I thinking? And I'm like, Saquon's good, but not better than the whole other team of the Eagles. And Daniel Jones was going to match up with the Eagles defense. Is Daniel Jones elite? It's <laughs> like how, we, you know, it's like the things we talk about, <laughs> um, you know. Uh, okay. So uh, how are you, Bree? I'm doing really well. Thank good. you for asking. We got the iced coffee going right now. Look at that. Do peas in a pod. Yes. I don't care how cold it is outside. I'm Me going either. to get my shaken espresso. Me too. Me too. <laughs> I, you know, I get a, uh, like an iced coffee. Um, and then I'm like, can I get three pumps of classic with some s- vanilla sweet cream foam? And can you just fill it up to no, I don't do any of that. Cause once you'd like, you know, you don't want them to put their finger in your drink or like, you know, but, um, I've been getting this Vietnamese iced coffee. Is it the, it, so it's not the tea, no. it's the coffee. It is. It's like not the milk tea and there's no boba in it. Do you want boba in that? No, I don't want any boba in that. Um, it's just a little uh, iced coffee. It's like, uh, it's strong and you know, like they can put the thing over it and like, you know, kind of compresses and drips down and they put the sweet stuff. It's just been good. It's just it been, looks yeah, good. Where powerful. did you, where did you go? There's a place you right over here. Tell me. No, I can tell you. There's a place right over here in the parking lot. They're called like, uh, moo moo something and then uh, yeah but they're not open until after the show so I drop the kids off at school and I go down federal and I get the real deal um, but yeah okay um, it was it. a great football weekend We're it was f- what was your favorite game I think it was the Bengals my favorite game um, okay let's do this most impressive performance yeah. you know most it was uh, definitely the Bengals well, so it's snowy, and you think, okay, this is going to be the Bills' opportunity to really show out. And instead, you get Joe Burrow putting on an absolute clinic, right? So his ability to go through his progressions, he was on point, find the right throw, his confidence built throughout the game. Um, and uh, Jamar Chase, anytime touchdown, was basically in the books. That's the only yeah. bet that hit for me this weekend. Oh. But the, the Bills' defense was struggling, too. So you you go in thinking the Angles, the Bengals' yeah. offensive line was going to be an issue. Instead, it's the Bills. Uh, Vaughn Miller's absence obviously felt in that well yeah when it plays out that way then you're like they needed von i don't know if von miller would have saved the day but when you pay a guy like von miller that kind of money you're expecting him to come in actually you know do you know be be a hero and the idea is is that josh allen is top two replaceable replaceable check this see you you're good today you what i said (laughs) happened yesterday was the the, the list of hierarchy changed when it, you, we used to say, as of yesterday morning, it's Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and then everyone else. And you can kind of categorize Burrow and whatever you think of Jalen Hurts. Well, now Burrow had passed Allen. It's Mahomes and Burrow now. And Allen stock a little bit. Might have taken a bit of a ding. And he might be in that Jalen Hurts group now because the reality of the situation is the Bengals are the reigning AFC champions. Yeah. They're right. the champions. Okay. They are the reigning AFC champs. So, you know, w- when you look at, and here's the beauty of, man, I love this because the Bengals, it's one, they're one and a half point underdogs. Okay. Which this game is in Kansas City. Home field's worth about two and a half ish points. It should really tell you, man, Vegas believes that these Bengals are the Chiefs equal. Okay. So, you know, Vegas is usually right. But the uh, like the the fan fandom right now, I think it's because the Chiefs had won a Super Bowl. 
Mahomes has been a couple-time MVP. We're using that as part of the measuring stick when we talk about the Chiefs, when reality is the Chiefs haven't been as good as they were two years ago. They're without Tyreek Hill now who, well, they hadn't skipped a beat. Well, the numbers might say that, and they're here but you're not as good without that guy. And, the, and I think the reality is the rest of the league has caught up with the Chiefs. That's how it works. And it's all about the come up, okay? Do you know who is still ascending? And we don't know how where that kind of that roof is for those guys. That's the Bengals. Mm-hmm. The Bengals are ascending right now and to me have passed the Chiefs and are going to go win this game. Especially with a high ankle sprain. Sure. And then you you see that. Like you, I love that you put it that the Chiefs are kind of like that pinnacle ascension point. I love you too. <laughs> oh, you didn't mean it like that, did you? No, no, no. We'll cut we, that out of the podcast. We can keep that one in there. That's fair. Okay. That's, that's yeah. true. Uh, <laughs> that's real life right there. Um, but you're looking at uh, Patrick Mahomes as uh, 1A, right? And yes. then uh, interchangeably the Chiefs in general is what you're trying to play up to, yeah. right? Because they keep finding a way to do it. Even with a Patrick Mahomes on crutches going out there and doing what he does. Yeah. Um, I have thoughts on that. We can get to that later. But the idea that, okay, now Joe Burrow, because he's going to be playing to that uh, point, to that baseline, that he's going to have to find a way to outplay Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. If he does it, do you interchange Joe Burrow with Patrick Mahomes, at least for this year? Does that help him step up? That's how life works a little bit. Right. That's like how it works. Like, um, So Jalen Hurts should this. get more respect from you, I think. He sh- um, I, he does. He's like the fourth or fifth best quarterback in okay. the league for me. Okay. He's just not at the Mahomes Burrow now tier. Gotcha. He's the one tier down. There's no disrespect in that. And I think um, you know, I'm not always a. I have to see it in order for me to do it. Like I like you know, I'm a. I, I could believe in greatness and see greatness coming a little bit, and I could. Um, you know, I can give a guy credit where the credit is due, even though the accomplishments are a little bit less. But I guess what I'm saying is, like, two things. If Burrow wins this Super Bowl, we'll be talking about Burrow as the best player in the NFL. And we'll be talking about, instead of saying Mahomes and Burrow, we'll be saying Burrow and Mahomes. Okay? Mm-hmm. But it also, it's like, it's just the way uh, the world operates. It's like how, like, the stock market. Like, um, Tesla's stock is probably, like, way more expensive than Ford's. Ford's been around 100 years and will make cars forever, and Tesla's just like, you know, a new brand taking the market by storm, you know. Um, it's just you like just, a hot- You just described my ascension in this industry. Well, again. Like, uh, you know, hot the, name, hot hand. Let's go with Tesla? it. You're the Tesla? You know, uh, I'd never compare me to a Tesla. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean a Bugatti. That's what the, what are the kids like. I mean a Lambo, like, you know, yeah. yeah. But I think that's a little bit of where it's like, who's worth more? Well, <laughs> or you know who's more valuable Supply it might this burrow stock was gonna go into you know a, a stratosphere that people are going to it's going to become the biggest star in the world i mean the start of this year we were saying was it fluke because yeah. they weren't looking great oh people thought they just got hot they're like um, every few years every so often um an nfl team just makes the playoffs a 10-win team a wild card team gets hot and makes a run that's what we thought the Bengals were last year Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's what probably like the Chargers kind of thought. Well, that could be us last year, and that could be us this year. But the reality is, um, Joe Burrow is it. He's for real. Mm-hmm. He's from the first church, nothing but the truth. Okay, <laughs> so help me God. Um, he's just he's got it. He's got everything, man. Just enough kind of swag and moxie, kind of you know. He's not a never going to put himself and be like 
that kind of guy where he's, you know, even Mahomes has got a little humble in him, but Mahomes isn't doing the commercials and that kind of, you know, he's... Mahomes post-game presser. He's got some swagger. He's got some swagger on him. (laughs) Mahomes post-game presser after that game was like, he was hopped up. I don't know if that was because of the... Oh, that's the drugs they put into his body to make him go out there and function as a (laughs) human. That's the most energy I've ever seen out of him. But Joe (laughs) Burrow's got coolness. Oh, yeah. Joe Joe Burrow's just kind of straight cool. And, um, yeah, man, he's got the total package there. Let me ask you this before we talk about any of the other games or anything else. Is there a cooler athlete in all of professional sports than Joe Burrow right now? He's smoking cigars in the locker room after he's winning national championships. Listen, the body of work for Burrow... For anyone who's like, doesn't think he's in that stratosphere, when we're going to go back and talk about the LSU team with Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, Hilaire and Justin Jefferson, um, and Jamar Chase, <laughs> as like, we'll look back at that team as like one of the greatest um, assemblies of, of teams. Like, you know, like we look yeah. at, well, um, you know, Matt Liner and Reggie Bush and Lindell White and, you know, Joe Mays and all these guys like that. We're going to look at that team like that. But the guy who put it all together was a transfer who couldn't play at Ohio State, and Joe Burrow, who comes in here and, like, is just proving himself. So, like, the story on Joe Burrow's a good story, too. He was the number one overall pick, don't get me wrong, and he's supposed to be this great, but also, like, he's an almost didn't happen. And the likability factor is so high. Yes. I think you were going with that is, like, is there another cool athlete? Well, like, um, we hate Brittany Mahomes. You know, sure. she, you know, like we, she's, we're supposed to, you know, for she one, was really quiet this season. I give her props for that. <laughs> she was, um, her and, um, what's the little brother's name? Jackson. Jackson. Jackson Mahomes, the they one did who so good this year. Dances I'm, on dead I'm, guys, memorials. I'm proud of them. Blocked off. That shows that people can change. Okay. They can exceed your expectations, but okay, let's think of another cool athlete. And I'm going to go with the okay. most obvious one because he's staring at me right now. Uh, Nikola Jokic, oh. I think is like pretty cool, but I think Man, he wish he, cool. I wish he had that, like a little ounce of flossy, but that's yeah. what makes Jokic so um, fun and likable is because he doesn't have to do any of that. That's and the opposite just of like, my guy. I'm, I got, I got a Bryce Harper. Ooh. Cause Bryce Harper's cool. You know, like he's, he's not afraid of it. He's got the hair. He's got you know, all that kind of, you know, um, he might, be a little more, I don't know, I can't say more stylish than Joe Burrow. Because Joe Burrow puts it on, does the whole thing, he'll wear the mink, all that. He's got, he's got that look, too. You and almost want to hate it. If he was a bad guy, like if he said something, you're like, you're smarmy, I don't like you. Yeah. It'd be an, an immediate flip. But because he's just like, oh, you know, I'm Joe Burrow, yeah. I'm Do you cool, know what? You're right. cigar. Well, see, there's... Send those man. refunds. I like the way you said that because it just made me think, like, you know, Mom, Harper has, if you like Harper... You like him. If you don't, then you don't like him. You might think that, you know, there should be no bat flipping in baseball, that kind of stuff. I don't know anybody who doesn't like Joe Burrow. Who doesn't like Joe Burrow? Who would not no, like I've Joe Burrow? No, I've never met anybody you know what I mean? in public be like, you know who I don't like? Joe Burrow. Because then yeah. everyone would be like, what is wrong with you? It's almost like Joe Burrow reminds me a lot of another guy who I know who, like, people just, everyone likes. And they're, it, um, myself. Um, it's like, you know, you know, all like five tool. I'm like, they, they call me like a five tool podcaster. I'm a five tool, um, radio talent. I got all the, you know, uh, looks, style, the voice, uh, style, sophistication, grace, elegance, cha-cha cheese, a little vino, um, yourself as well. Very stylish. Thank you. Very cool. Yeah. Okay. Who's one of your style icons? Style for me personally, style icon. Did you ever watch um, Attitude Era of wrestling I for did. WWE? Of course, I did. Uh, Lita, Lita is 
someone who I was like, I want to be her. Yeah. And I, I think that that is obvious in my tattoos and my overall style. The only problem is I can't pull off the edge part of the whole thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, no, no sorry. Yeah. No, that's not how it works. <laughs> but um, somewhere between that and then like 80s hair metal. Okay. Like loud, big hair, mm -hmm. uh, leopard tights, bright shoes, but also black, black all over. Well, again, so I might Wednesday look like Adams. a mild mannered uh, suburban dad, but, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, the I'm, Patagonia, or I'm sorry, it's North Face. North, it's like a, the, the I, I'm a, I'm a throwback for sure. Mm -hmm. The '80s, I'm just like it's, you know, it's the '80s and the '90s. Now it's like the '90s kind of are kind of cool. Because I think of the 90s back, it's like, you know, the music of the 90s, the rock of the 90s was like so kind of different. The sound of the 90s was different too, and the look of the 90s was kind of all its own. And I miss it. No, um, okay. So the conference championship games are set, okay? Yes. Who is, what team is the most vulnerable? And who, okay, rank the four teams left. Okay. Um... I still think that it's close enough to say the Eagles could be elite at this oh. point. I know Jalen Hurts is low, but I think they've done improve to me that it's not a flukiness. I think that they've all year been really consistent and competent, but I'm also rooting really hard for the 49ers because I think they are the complete team. They've mm -hmm. got the number one overall defense. They have an offense that can function with anyone in, in there at quarterback. Mm -hmm. uh, you're never going to count out Kyle Shanahan and uh, D'Amico Ryans and what they're doing over there. So yeah. I'm going to go... Oh, this is going to upset people. I'm going to go Chiefs, 49ers. And and the only reason I'm going Chiefs is because Patrick Mahomes Dang. is Patrick Mahomes, and it frustrates me to no end. So Chiefs, 49ers, um, Bengals, Eagles. Okay. You want to hear mine? Yes. I have the Bengals as the best team because I, I think they have the most going for them. Mm -hmm. I think they're riding a wave and sometimes like a team like like it's like you embody something and like become bigger than even like your pieces and they got something could just like feel it and I believe they beat the Chiefs. I, I have the goes to do that. Yeah, yeah I, I, I go Bengals 49ers. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Bengals 49ers Chiefs Eagles. I almost did like um, sports talk radio like shock jock kind of put the chiefs at the bottom of the list yeah and my thought would be doing that is the Hashtag eagles are just episode, so hot Dan. yeah they are and now you know and that would be you know enough for me to kind of put them if it's you know if this was our power rankings or something that's the thing the chiefs are not taking monumental steps to be like better they're just doing chiefy things they are so it's like what do you value the consistent uh, um Winning at a high level with the experience and the Andy Reid factor. And, yeah. you know, that's, you know, the most surest bet. Or do you, again, Dan Reeves said, if you're, you're not getting better, you're getting worse. You never stay the same as an NFL team. Well, yeah, if you're not growing, you're decaying. So, again, the Chiefs, they're not getting worse. And they're not staying the same. But I don't know that they're getting better. But they are just great as it is. So, I go Bengals, Niners, Chiefs, Eagles. I think it'd be a disrespect to the Chiefs if I put them under the Eagles. But I'll tell you this, the Eagles shocked me more than anybody this weekend because I thought, and my reason for them, uh, that like picking the Giants plus seven and a half points like everybody did, was not that the Giants were going to go and, you know, it was lesser to do with the Giants and me thinking, well, um, 
Jalen Hurts hasn't played meaningful football since he was coming back from missing a couple of weeks of football. I know he played last week and uh, or the two weeks ago um, in their regular season finale. But I thought the rust on him, they were such like a high-powered offense, like just hitting on all cylinders. I thought it would be hard for them to like recapture that and it'd give the Giants a chance to keep it close. I couldn't have been further off. And I was a huge fan. I could fan. not have been further off. I, I agree wholeheartedly. I got talked into the Giants having I too much too. momentum and destiny. The Eagles, I never distrusted their defense. I, I, I never looked past Jalen Hurts and the, like I said, the consistency of what the Eagles have done all year. I just felt like there was enough of a justification yeah. to say this is the one that's an upset. If I'm going to get it wrong again this weekend, though, it's going to be the Eagles again who are going to prove me wrong as I'm thinking the Niners are just a little bit more complete. They're here, like they're ready for it. The Eagles are ascending still, Is um, this and the, the Niners game? have arrived. Is this the game where Brock Purdy shows a, a misstep, a, a fatal error? That's funny you say that. So I don't know if that's the case, but more big picture – if the 49ers lose this game, mm. the chain of events I think that happens is I think Tom Brady is the qu quarterback there next year. I think Brock Purdy backs up Tom Brady. Mm. I think they trade Trey Lance. To whom? I'm not sure. Okay. After, you know. I didn't know if you had like a, a setup No, there. no, no. The Raiders. Um, Trey Lance on the Raiders, I think it would make my head pop off. My Trey Lance to the... Um, to the commanders, you know, there's some yeah. teams that I think would want to uh, would definitely entertain the, the the notion of a guy like that who was the third overall pick. You can get him at lesser value. If he was good enough for Kyle Shanahan, he'd probably be good enough for me type of stuff. Um, and that's it. You know, I think that and the beauty of Tom Brady and the 49ers, even though, again, like they might win it without him. But if they don't, if Tom Brady goes to Oakland, he's got to throw the ball like 50 times a game with Josh McDaniels. Yeah. Okay, and you know, and it's it's Tom Brady. Don't get me wrong; they'd probably be like an eight and nine team, and they get beat in the first round, just like kind of what happened with Tampa Bay. But his arm could actually fall off of that. That's right. If Tom Brady goes to place with the 49ers, he throws the ball like thirty times a game. Could you imagine twenty seven or twenty eight? And he would be like, he would be just enough for what the 49ers would need to put it over the top. He's not enough of a player yet to put the Raiders on his back. But if the 49ers go all too. the way, that changes the talk too. Oh, if they win it, then. They go with Brock Purdy. Yeah. Why would you spend the money? And they probably, it'd be weird. Because they always either go with Brock Purdy, the guy who won it, and Trey Lance is your backup, and you try to, like, utilize both. And maybe hope. It's crazy thing is, the 49ers then would probably hope Trey Lance is better than Brock Purdy in a sense. Because they're highly invested in him and because the skill set. And then, <laughs> you got Brock Purdy on the bench, the guy who won you a Super Bowl. That's probably, a guy's probably worth the first or second round pick to somebody. So it's like, the 49ers, man, it's like, weird. They got they're playing with house. They're trying to win a Super Bowl, but in a lot of ways too, they're playing with like some house money. They should look at it like that. Like our starting quarterback is out. We shouldn't be here. We're dynastic. We're a team of destiny type of stuff. You got to start believing that stuff and pumping that into your locker room. And it's true because they feel like they have a winning culture. Did you see them exiting the tunnel? No, I I wanted them to win specifically for that. I think the biggest thing about the 49ers is if you go through like the. The Cowboys, for example, let's use that game. If you like I stack have like a up, little PTSD if, I know, sorry. If you, if you, if you, Cowboys fans are so crazy. If you stacked up like we did this, we said this before, our fantasy teams, mm -hmm. and you did the eight best Cowboys players against the eight best best Forty Niners players, you're gonna be like, dang, Pollard, Ceedee Lamb, Dak. 
Ezekiel. And, you know, you're like, it might look as though the Cowboys are as talented as the 49ers, at least in star power, Mm -hmm. okay? But after that first 10, number 10 through 50, all those dudes at every position, including the depth positions, are better than any of those the Cowboys players. All the way across the board. And you could just kind of see it. And, you know, again, if the Cowboys had a real quarterback, uh, I'm sorry, if the Niners have a real quarterback in that game, they probably smoke the Cowboys. Is that a tribute to John Lynch and his team-building capacities? It's a tribute to Kyle Shanahan first. Okay. He brought John Lynch in. Right. So it's like through his eyes, like the song says, your eyes... <laughs> you know, it's, a, it's 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 it is it's like that. They work in conjunction together. They're like a well-oiled machine, and it's hard to have that. Like you hear uh, Sean Payton talking about, well, the ownership, and then the front office, and then kind of me. You know, that's like that's the that's what is important to him. He's keeping like he's not even mentioning the quarterback. So kind of what he means by that is Sean Payton. If we want to drag the coaching search into this real quick before we wrap it up, is Sean Payton's trying to make it clear, hey, I want the most money. But also, I want to. I want the power too. I want to bring in my uh, general manager, like Kyle Shanahan, brought in uh, John Lynch, and I also don't want. You know, J- Greg Penner might be saying, "Okay, well, you know, let's how, uh, well, how we how what works with Walmart is uh, the CEO of Walmart. We meet on Mondays and on Fridays. We talk to check in and just kind of like. And Sean Payton might not want Greg Penner up his ass and meddling. And that's part of the whole thing, too. That's literally part of the whole thing, too, which people will never talk about that. People think it's just about the money, just about the quarterback. Well, again, is your owner going to just be, like, be a guy you never see or hear from and let you run everything for, you know, the at least four of the years of the $6 million commitment until you have a ton of success or not? Or is, like, he want to be part of the team in conjunction? Well, we're going to do a conference call, me and you and Condoleezza, on Mondays after the game and then on Fridays, you know, just to hear. You know, he might be like, F that. I don't want no part of that. Okay? So you're bringing in the quote-unquote adult in the room who will not need that sort of micromanagement. I'm not saying that's not the right or the wrong way to do it. And any other head coach other than Sean Payton, literally, including Dan Quinn, might be like, yeah, okay, I guess, because they want to be a head coach of an NFL team. So Sean Payton's just got leverage that none of these guys, none of these other guys have. So like what's happening right now is I think negotiation. Sean Payton, oh, now he's going to take the Cardinals interview. And now, you know, he's only might want to go back to TV. And now we're hearing this and that. It's like, it's, it's, it's vague for a lot of reasons. It's a good thing that you're not hearing anything out of Broncos camp that they can keep secrets. We can't keep a secret. That's a good thing to have with, you know, Patrick Smythe and his new, you know, bosses. But um, that's a good thing or a bad thing. They're either working hard and negotiating or this thing isn't kind of going anywhere. And now Sean might just, you know, be using the Broncos to give his name in the headlines, which I don't think he needs to do. I can tell you right now, today has been one of the most exhausting days uh, covering this team. <laughs> and it's not even lunchtime. Oh, it it's not, and it's barely lunchtime. Barely. Barely lunchtime. Okay. Um, what else? Anything else? Um, who's the next head coach on three? We'll do it together. Ready? Ready? One, two, three. Sean Jim Payton. Caldwell. Oh, I like Jim Caldwell. I do too. But I think it's time. I think it's time that he gets a shot at this. I think that he's put in a lot of time. I know there's health concerns and I think that you just, there was, to. but he's better now. I would like to see what his staff looks like because I think that would be the most uh, intriguing. Well, then if that's the case, maybe you should consider Dan Quinn. And here's why I say that. Dan Quinn's staff 
in Atlanta. You want to hear some of the guys on that staff? I do. His offensive coordinator was Kyle Shanahan. His assistant head coach was Raheem Morris, who's one of the hot names right now in the cycle again. His quarterback coach was Matt LaFleur. His offensive assistant was Mike LaFleur. His other offensive assistant was Mike McDaniel. And uh, his linebacker's coach was Jeff uh, Ulbrich. So that's like five or six guys who are now all head coaches in this league and some of the you know more respected names in the game. That was the 2016 Falcons coaching staff. So Dan Quinn does know a bit about putting a coaching staff together. I don't hate it. Do not lump me into the same jackals that I have to deal with mm-hmm. on a daily basis of mm-hmm. like I'm out completely on Dan Quinn. Bungles. I think it would work. Yeah. I, I think that um, all of the candidates that are on this current list for the Walt- Walton Penner group um, could coach the Denver Broncos. The only defensive guy I want to consider, I would consider, is Dan Quinn because of the re- relationship with um, two reasons. Because of the relationship he had with Russell previously. And that might be more valuable or less valuable than we actually think. Plus, the guy knows how you know, to what build you, a staff. What if you have to know. let Russell loose after this year? Is um, Dan Quinn in, in perpetuity? If Russell loses, what do you mean? Say that again. Yeah, if Russell can't be fixed, yeah. if next season is much of the same, mm-hmm. does Dan Quinn have what it takes to take over a rebuilding effort with like a rookie quarterback? Um, that's a interesting. Draft we don't we don't know that yet because yeah, but that's he the, inherited. That's the, okay, let me tell you this. That's what people are afraid of. Okay, well he inherited uh, just a good quarterback who he made into the best quarterback in the league. Fair. Matt Ryan was just a good quarterback. Good, who he made great. And even if it was for only a season or two, that's the reality. And, and again, um, well, again, he was the MVP of the league that year in 2016. So, you know, again, it's, that goes a little bit to what I call master motivator. Those, some coaches, Rex Ryan would be a lower end of that. The highest tier of that would be Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll's like, it seems like rah-rah. You're like, okay, old man. And it's like, okay, the college stuff, it's different. It's not fake. He does something to guys and juices guys up that makes – Average guys become great players, and great players become, you know. Are we going back to like the players' coaching aspect here? No, no, no. Dan Quinn. I swear to God, listen to Dan Quinn talk, and you'll never hear that out of him. He motivates in a different way. It's different. It's like a a fire respected, like a Vrabel, Dan Campbell kind of thing. You said Vrabel, I'm in. Yeah, he's got some of that. Totally, some of that. So again. It's there's three guys. I, it's it's Sean Payton, it's Dan Quinn, or it's Jim Caldwell for me. Mm-hmm. And anybody else, anybody else would not be good enough. And my thought on Caldwell too. I don't know if I told you this last week, and then we can wrap this up. If I get Caldwell, I think my um, offensive coordinator is David Shaw, and my defensive coordinator is Evero. And maybe just maybe I have Jerry Rossberg run my special teams. So that's four guys who are of the eight candidates. Continuity. There's four guys of the eight (laughs) head coaching candidates who are interviewed. Any one of those four could be the head coach. I might get all four on my staff. That is value. That's what excites me about Jim Caldwell. Because Dan Quinn, who's a defensive guy, he might not want Ezero Evero here. When I heard, and Ezero might say, "I'm not going to be stripped down. I ran the whole defense, and now Dan Quinn's going to run it. Get me out of here." When I heard what Caldwell's uh, team and amassing of staff could have been, I think that that is what puts him above a uh, Demigo Ryan. Yeah. Although I think Demigo Ryan's in a vacuum is a is a perfect choice too. So yeah, I'm all in on that. Demigo's the one guy who I could like. There's asterisk because I think like I'd be like ah. Only 38. He's only this, he's brilliant. He's smart. He's motivated. Uh, half the battle, like in life, like we talk about, like how you know we experience. You know how we look real good today. You know, <laughs> like half the battle is looking the part. Sure. In life, 
And then, like, you got to have some substance, okay? That's all that we talk about. Like, well, Danny, you should be tweeting more. Okay, we'll just, you know. Don't take right. my words against me. But just listen to the show. It was And let it speak for itself. Advice. Okay? Okay. I didn't mean you. I it meant, was me. I literally said that. I meant that. these cronies out here of yours. <laughs> um, no, but, um, yeah, I just think that um, there's – the Broncos are close to, you know, it's – <laughs> I'm nervous. The coaching search has me nervous. And D'Amico Ryans is great. I could be, he's the one guy who I think I would fa- could fall in love with. Mm-hmm. And he's no, it's a, he's not Vance Joseph. He's not going to tell you what you want to hear. And he's not everyone's best friend um, like uh, Coach Hackett was. So that's it. That's the whole podcast. It's a good podcast. It's a good podcast. <laughs> Freaking A. <laughs> Are you kidding me? All right. Um, where can I find your work and all the other things that you got going on? Uh, Bree Meast is 303 over mm-hmm. on Twitter. You can catch me on the Let's Talk Broncos podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're working out a schedule Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, I will be absent on Friday. Got some other stuff going on, but you'll want to w- listen in there. 6 p.m. Mountain Time stream, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. And then you'll be able to catch me on a couple of other places, and I'll put that over on my Twitter so you know exactly where to tune in. Okay, so Friday you're getting your hair done, and then you said uh, <laughs> yeah. the rest of the week you're booked. It just books solid. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um Appreciate you. I'm at Tweet Stanny on Twitter. Um, oh, and we, the fan cave, which I'm going to do in like 12 minutes. The fan cave's good, man. You got guys got it going on. You do a good job with those guys, and even when you're by yourself and with your guests, you're you're a pro. Thank you. Okay, um, that's been the uh, Broncos Blitz podcast. I'm Danny Williams, along with Bree Mastis. Uh, shout out Maverick Sports, the Maverick Sports app. Seven hundred fifty dollars sign up bonus. Like they're not these. No one's doing these sign up bonuses anymore. For one, like they don't kind of have to anymore. And you almost got to know somebody or have um, you know a relationship to get these sign up bonuses now with places. Not everyone's doing them. So go check those guys out. Total Beverage, TotalBev.com as well. For Bree Mastis, I am Danny Williams. We appreciate you guys and we love you guys. Good night, Sheila. Good night. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard.